everybody. Welcome to the precast episode. Uh, I don't know what to call it. This is like episode like five million or something. Episode um, the reboot. <laughs> yeah. We should just We're do like episode you. one every week. All right. Anyways, yeah, I'm your we, host. We could be like Marvel. Yeah. Episode one. Three <laughs> this is just the, the new the the new arc of the three cast. Um, we didn't change the name again. Wait till next week. Um, Anyways, I'm your host this week, Matthew Weber. I'm joined by Vincent Hui and Ricky Williams. What up? Hey, what's up? Hey, guys. Uh, you'll have to uh, forgive the audio on Vincent's end. He's working on an Apple iPhone. Um, and ghetto. as you all know, Apple sucks. <laughs> so ghetto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it's the 1990s all over again. Um, and the only way this could get worse is if he was trying to do this on the Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> This is talking like crazy, uh, man. Great. All right. Anyways, so this week uh, we're reviewing uh, a movie called Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah. And this was uh, Vince's movie, so we're gonna let him talk about what this movie was about. His without video trying to was so nice, though. I know. Okay. Thank you, thank you, Johnny Ive. <laughs> anyways, Vince, tell us what Grave of the Fireflies was about without okay. confusing us too much. Okay, so basically, um, this movie was released like, I don't know, like 20 years ago. So this is a long time ago, and this is when um, it became a little bit more into mainstream that Jap animation wasn't just simply like flying Asian dudes, like Dragon Ball style kind of like kind of stuff. It was actually a little bit more serious cinema. And you'll notice that when you watch this whole entire movie, uh, none of it has like that weird kind of like Kung Fu special effects or like spaceships or Gundam and stuff like that. It's basically trying to retell a decent uh, story uh, during World War II Japan. And uh, the, thing, the reason why I thought it was notable is because, A, it's an, a Japanimation movie that's very old. It won a lot of distinctions because it um, really portrays uh, a lot of human emotion in, in its potency. And, um, you know, a lot of times, and this is why I thought it was interesting for, for you guys, because to hear from you guys, because the movie is taken from the Japanese perspective during the World War II uh, period when America and all the allies were bombing the crap out of it. Um, I, I just thought it was interesting because even though they're always portrayed as the bad guys, it does pull on the heartstrings and I'll get to that in, in a bit. So the movie basically opens up um, and I don't want to, it opens up in a rather ambiguous way because you wake up, you, you open up the movie. Ricky, you watched at least the beginning of the movie. What happened? I watched, first... yeah, I watched like the three quarters. Yeah. So what happened in the first five minutes of the movie? First five minutes, the uh, the guy's trying to bury some food in his backyard because um, there's a uh, uh, a raid, right? Yeah, or air raid. So they're going to a shelter. Okay. So pause that, Matt. What happened in the first five movies? Uh, five minutes of the movie. Well, the guy dies, right? He dies in like the train station. Yep, that's the thing. Ricky oh, right, that. right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. so he die, He dies in the train station, and then uh, his like ghost shows up or something, and he, he's becomes like the narrator of the film, yeah, right? Exactly. So, but the only way you know that is because he like changes color. Yeah, and that's the thing that's disjointed, right? So, like, you're watching it, and you're like, okay, because you think it's like a kids movie, and maybe it's because the medium is of animation. Um, it's something that you assume is children-like, but like it's Pokemon's with, fault. Yeah, I know, but it, but this predates Pokemon, though. So like, so so the movie mm -hmm. basically opens up with the protagonist, um, and and he he's he's like basically like a, a, a teenager, and he he dies in this in a train station. It's basically like literally weeks before the ultimate um, uh, 
resolution of, of Japan um, defeat uh, it, to, to the Americans. Um, so, so what happens is that this guy dies in the train station. Okay. And it's a really sad thing. And then he, you basically, he, you see his soul or whatever, his ghost come out and he sees this little girl um, and it turns out to be his sister and a little sister who's like maybe all of like six years old in the whole entire uh, movie. And then they get reunited and you're just like, okay, so what's going on here? And then as, as Matt said, it's really not clear as to what, what, what time is actually happening. You follow through and it, it goes back in time where it's right uh, about like, maybe half a year before he actually dies and he uh, is going through a bombing um, raid and as Ricky you recalled uh, he was putting away some food stash and basically every kid and every person in the Japanese um, you know country was utilized in some way whether it's the kids being utilized in, in, in making uh, gathering uh, wood or like you know kids being put into the machinery dockets uh, like he was basically doing that so it, it tells you that, that kind of stuff but at the end of the day uh, they drop a whole whack load of bombs it's like his dad is, is in the uh, Japanese uh, Navy, so he's gone, and his mom is taking care of the, him and his daughter and his sister, right? And what happens is mom gets burned to a crisp, and she ultimately dies, so that these kids um, have to kind of live um, with their aunt in another city. But it's interesting. Who's kind of a bitch. Well, I mean, well yeah, okay, so, so we'll get to that in a sec. But it, it's, again, one of those interesting, more adult moments where, you know, at first, like, the benevolent aunt um takes care of takes these kids in and the the brother doesn't want to tell his daughter his sister that um yeah mom died so basically saying yeah she's at the hospital and over time the um the kind of like it's it's very grown up where where the 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 aunt basically says you know you guys are like freeloaders right everyone's trying to scrounge for food and you know you guys are, are, are just like entitled and stuff and, you know, they, 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 she starts having to take, like, the mom's kimonos and stuff and selling them to get money to, like, pay for the entire, like, that clan living in that one household. Eventually, uh, they get ousted out. Um, the, you know, uh, the, 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 the young man, he basically says, uh, screw this. My, my sister really deserves better. And, and he's, like, trying to keep her happy. He's trying to make sure that he, she's oblivious to the kind of issues of the war. But at the same time, the aunt and the family they're living with starts growing this animosity towards them because they're just basically doing nothing, right? And eventually they just say, forget it, we're out. Um, we're going to cash out and uh, go live on our own in a little abandoned bomb shelter, okay? And eventually this kind of works out. So they, they cash out a little bit of money, uh, whatever they have, and they start uh, living on their own. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a brother and sister trying to, like, again, there's, a, there's about, like, what, nine-year or so age difference, right? And he's taking care of her, and he's trying to, like, you know, convince her that it's okay, that, you know, this is just regular life. And eventually, um, as, as Ricky kind of got to it, uh, you know, they're, they're finding whatever means of entertainment and sustenance they can, okay? And um, eventually, they, they, you know, the fireflies basically come in and out as a motif. We'll get to that later. Um, but, you know, like, whether it's kind of lighting up a, a, a tent or a net with uh, fireflies to kind of um, serve as light as well as just, like, you know, entertainment, that does it. But they all die, and then eventually it's revealed that the daughter actually picked up on the fact that mom had died the aunt was a bit of a bitch and kind of said yeah your mom's dead right so um you know and at that point the the, the older brother just kind of loses it he starts crying and stuff and then you know it's kind of debilitating like it hits you and it hits you hard and then um eventually it just goes spiraling down because 
food is absolutely uh, difficult to come by. The, 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 the two children are basically emaciated by the end of the movie. Um, the, the, the daughter, sorry, the, the little girl, um, she basically uh, suffers from serious malnutrition. And all the time, the brother's trying to keep her happy and trying to find ways of getting her food. Eventually, he gets, uh, he, he tries to steal something from a farmer and he gets uh, basically beaten up to a pulp. Okay. And finally, he says, you know what? This is nuts. He discovers that uh, he can cash out some of his mom's savings. So he goes to the bank finally, you know, even though they've been living in the, in the um, kind of bomb shelter um, just on their own, he basically gets some money because he realizes his sister is pretty much on the brink of death. He then uh, comes back with some food, hoping that he can save her. And she's sucking away at marbles, right? Like she's, she's just so, she, 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 like throughout the, 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 the kind of spiraling down, she has lesions. She's really like, you can see her ribs. You know, it's really depressing. And at the end, she's just like, she, she's kind of hallucinating and she's like sucking on her, her toy marbles just to say like, oh, these are candies, trying to keep alive. And then he goes, no, no, I got some food. Tries to feed her. Today, that's the last time he sees her. She dies in her sleep. And then after that, he's got to take her and cremate her. So he takes the money that he has left over and brings it to get the, you know, to cremate his, his little sister. And at the same time, he finds out that in all likelihood, his father has died because none of the telegraph went through and that they basically dropped nuclear, basically atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And then at that point, you know, he sets, um, he sets his sister afire in the middle of nowhere just to, to cremate. And then basically he puts her ashes in that little can of candy, that canister. And that's um, basically, he can't find a place to live or do anything. And that's why it comes back to the beginning of the movie where he dies in the um, uh, subway station. station. And, and, and that's the absolute tragic thing. But at the end of the day, um, at the end of the very end of the movie, though, um, he gets reunited with his sister uh, in spirit and they actually overlook the city. Um, I can't remember which city it was. Some Jap like basically any generic Japanese city just become from like war-torn battlefield to then a real cosmopolitan city. Now, if I just said the story like, you know, boy dies, girl dies, right? I mean, that in itself would be like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. War kills a lot of people. But this has been one of the... It's been in the last 25 years, it was noted as one of the most sad movies ever produced. Uh, I thought it was notable because animation um, that there's obviously you, you guys know that I, I really am into the metaphors and the other layers of, of understanding the movie. Uh, the fireflies, like, you know, the tenuous existence, all those things. There are so many ways to look at this movie. But at the end of the day, even if I know, Matt, you don't have kids, but Ricky, you got kids and congratulations again. But um uh, when I when I saw the movie again, because I watched it when I was a little kid, but then I watched it now that I have a little daughter. And as I told you guys before, it hit me in the nuts, man. Like I was watching that and just going, oh my God, that's like me looking around my four-year-old daughter. And like when, when she's like, oh, I'm thirsty. I'm like, yeah, yeah, shut up. You know, I, I, you know we'll, we'll, we'll get something later. I'm just like, oh man, that that's like the brother just trying to go, okay, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We don't need the candy yet. And just at the end of the day, when he dies and she dies, it's such an absolute failing on his part, trying to do the right thing. That's the thing that really kicks, you know, hurts. And that's the reason why I thought this movie was really good because it, it's just like, you know, if, if it came out just today, it wouldn't be a big deal, right? But when it first came out, I remember why it was so, you know, you know moving. Um, like, you know, it, it was telling the story from the other side where we've always vilified the Japanese, well, at least 
in China, right? We've always vilified the Japanese and, you know, just watch that. It's not about Japanese versus Chinese or allies versus like, you know, the Axis. It's just straight up like that is the tragedy of war and you get children dying. That's pretty moving. And that's the reason why I thought this movie was pretty damn good. Anyhow, Matt, Ricky, you guys probably have some issues with it, but I thought it was kind of moving. That's all. All right. I'll go first. Um, so I watched this movie. Uh, so we've had this movie in the queue for quite a while because yeah. we've been trying to figure out a schedule. So I, I watched it when I thought we were going to go, you know, a, a few weeks ago. I watched most of the way through. I just couldn't get through. It was just not a – I just was – okay, so from an American perspective, if from the first time you watch this, you think, wow, this is very, very anti-American, right? I mean, if, if you're, you're from the United States – so I had to put that aside because – any film that's going to show something from just one point of view is going to seem that way, right? So, um, yeah, it obviously wasn't meant to be that way. So I had to the first time I watched it. That's that was my mindset. It's obviously not that way. So I watched it again tonight, um, knowing that, um, and I was able to put it put it aside for the most part. Um, and it's it's all right. So uh, how do I say this without? Or offend some people. Come on, just say it. <laughs> uh, all right. So there was a, all right. So in middle school, gotta remember this was twenty years ago now. God, I feel old. Um, we watched a movie in like algebra crap, uh, algebra class. Um, I can't even say algebra, let alone do it. Um, but anyways, uh, it, I think it was called the Red Ball or the Little Red Ball or something. Um, it's it's a French silent movie. Um, it's basically all it is. It's like an hour and a half of a little girl chasing a red ball through Paris. That's the entire movie. Um, and, and this movie that we watched for tonight reminds me of that movie. It's just so bad. Um, uh, all right. So, so, all right. So, I agree with you, Vince. It's, it is a, from a story perspective, it's very sad. Um, and I can understand how, from like, like a, you know, either a, like a, a sibling perspective or a father-daughter perspective, this could be very moving. But from somebody who, from, from an asshole's perspective, um, <laughs> the personalities I think on the, in this movie is what really bothered me the most. Is that, if, I, again, I can understand why the reason why the the aunt had no empathy for the most part. I mean, literally, um, when he when he finally came clean to the aunt that his mom had died, she was like sad for like maybe five seconds and then oh well you you know clean something or something i don't know how, how i remember yeah, but I mean, yeah yeah and then she just walked away I like like i mean i don't know really what their relationship was whether they were sisters or some kind of distant aunt kind no, of thing i think she was on the father's side okay well i mean because so, I she mean, told him don't you have any family on your mother's side in tokyo yeah, or okay. something so um so, so i mean that was one example i mean an another example i mean I so another thing is um that really bothered me was like when he was still trying to keep the the church rate up right after they moved away from the school at the beginning um and he just kept telling the, the little girl that um, the mom was, you know, sick or whatever, or injured, and that she was going to get better. And she's, she's just like they, they're crying her eyes out. And he's on the gymnastic bars, just going around like a freaking gymnastic. Like, I mean, have you never heard of a hug? I mean, I, I understand <laughs> well, that he's like, no, no, I understand he's like, he's like, he's like what, maybe 14, 15 years old. So I mean, he's a teenager. He's not going to have the 
have developed the empathy that, you know, like an adult would have to take care of a child. Right. But I mean, that really bothered me. I mean, I think, and I think that it was supposed to bother you. Right. But um, I don't know. I just, it kind of got into my mind that through this whole movie, that's the one thing that they did well in the movie, I guess, is that he, his, his ability to, ability to take care of his sister really kind of transformed through the movie because he was really kind of especially after right after the initial attack he was just very distant from her i think um anyways i didn't really care for the movie but it was more i i think you're right vincent that i'm gonna have to watch it again because the more i talk about it, the more i think about it the more in depth it gets whereas you know my surface thoughts just were not very good so um i'm not i'm not gonna even uh, rate it i i Probably two, two and a half out of five, I guess, right in the middle. Ooh. Very okay, deep, I guess. So, um, okay, so for me, there's two things that I'm not good at. One is <laughs> geography, and two is history. So for me... <laughs> For me, I had... So, no, no. For me, it was like... I had no idea that this was actually, I didn't know which world war it was. I knew it was World War something. I didn't. I just said, dude, I'm not good at this history stuff and blah, blah, blah. But I still got the whole point of seeing it at, like, I saw it and I was like, you know what? Like, this is a very interesting look to show you from the other side of the damage you do when you're bombing or fighting another country. Um, and, and you know, it, it, of course, everyone always says that who who is wrong in a war depends on your point of view, right? If you are from America, then obviously you're going to think the other guy you're fighting against is wrong. Whereas if you put yourself in the other side's place, like, for instance, uh, Nazi Germany, you know what I mean? If you were a soldier and there were supporters, it wasn't that the people of Germany didn't support them and were, you know what I mean? There were supporters. If you put yourself in their shoe, they're going to think that America and the British and the rest of the world are the bad guys, right? Yeah. Like, it all depends on point of view. So I did see that, like, you see the fire sticks dropping down and the people running for the raids, and then when it burns down all the houses, the destruction of, like, when he came out and the city was just totally gone. Like, I did see that, and I was like, you know, wow, that's a really good way to show you, like, yes, this is not just soldier on soldier, where you both have weapons, like these are the casualties, the people who have to deal with it after. Mm -hmm. Apart from that, the movie is just really weird. Like wow. number one, um, there's an air raid. Um, I, I totally skipped over the part where the dude died in the subway because like- <laughs> the, the, the important part. Like, like to me though, the real thing started with the air raid with the mom and stuff because that's really the start of the story. Um, number one, why is the mom leaving her two kids? Like, it's not like the little girl is 
10 or 12, like that's just ridiculous that she goes in a separate way than they do. Right? I like that, that's... To, I think they're trying to imply that it was just so impromptu because remember, at that point in time, like adults were meant to do certain tasks, kids were meant to like do other tasks. That's why when. I still found it kind of. I still found it kind of stupid. Like thinking of myself, I thinking of myself as a parent, like. There's no way in hell if there's an earthquake or some kind of catastrophe, I'm not letting my kids out of my sight. Like, I don't care. The dude's 14. There's no way I'm going to be like, yeah, take your four-year-old sister and and keep her safe. Like, that's ridiculous. But you got to understand. So, like, the the thing I got to – I would agree with you under normal circumstances, but – the thing is that if you understood what was actually going on, and maybe this is because I'm familiar with the Asian front of World War II. Um, no, I know all that, like the Asian thing, and and I know that it's a difference in, like, like attitudes, culture, like, you know, the very proper, and, you know, at that time, 1940s, like, women, you know, men went out and worked, and women, and, you know, the girls were in the little uniforms, I know all that kind of stuff, but at some point, like, you're a mom, you're in your house, no one's there to tell you, like, there's no way, like, I would have said, let's go together, and then fine, if I separate and I go to a different shelter and you go to a different shelter, I'm just saying there's no way in hell I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to run out the door and you're 14, you, you know, keep your sister safe and we'll meet up after. Like, that's just ridiculous. But, you know, like you said, maybe it's just because I come from a different culture, so I just don't understand that. Plus a difference in time, like, relating to that now. Whereas back then is also different again. Um, but I just thought that was kind of silly. Um, and then the other thing was the brother. Like, how much fucking time did the dude waste? Like, it's an air raid. He's burying food in the backyard. Like, you can see at the one point, he ain't got no house to come back to. So why are you burying the food, man? Like, run. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like seriously. Okay, so he buries the food. He he goes back into the house. He takes out the dad's picture. Like straight up, half the time I was like, "You're gonna die!" Like what the fuck are you? Wait? He goes outside. The bombs are dropping. He's like looking up in the sky. He like runs down a little bit. The houses catch on fire. Like the like for me, it's like ear raid. Like. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Like, I don't... <laughs> no, like, like, seriously. Yeah. Like, straight up, I thought that's where they were going to die. Because I, I did get it at the beginning that that was him. And then it was, like, him and his sister when the dude threw the little can out. And then you see it open and blah, 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 right? So I thought that was where they were going to die right away. Um, okay, so then they move on. Um, and they go to the ant, like, you could tell right away, like, as I said, I, from what I could see, the ant was the brother's sister, because she says to him, don't you have any other relatives on your mother's side? Like, she wouldn't have said that if it was her sister. Um, and you can see from the very beginning when he comes in 
with this food and she says oh yes um you're uh you're uh what she say you're um like you're a serviceman's family or you're a navy yeah. um kid so you guys get all the so you could tell right away that she was very like upset that because these are kids of a navy person they're getting all these benefits right and even though it's her brother you could still still tell that she didn't see them very highly and that plays through the whole time with her whole attitude because her whole thing was like yes my husband is going to work and my daughter is going to work for this conflict for to support this war but it's really stupid because if his dad's in the navy like who's really supporting the war like who's really putting their life on the line so i think for her it was more like like he's in the navy he's putting his life on the line so they think they're better than us because my husband only works in the factory and my daughter only works in the factory and she's trying to elevate them and say yeah like that's your dad but what do you do you're not doing anything like what good are you right um so you could see that all the way through i did love the part when she said like oh i i even gave you guys the rice and the little girl was like well that was our rice to begin with like i love that i think that was like the brightest moment of the whole thing for me because i was like you know i was like good like yeah exactly like stand up because like you know you don't owe this lady anything like yeah she should take you in you are family you know what i mean like it's not your fault that your dad's in the navy um and so yeah like i said you know then they go off to the bunker to live by themselves i thought the 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 sister because they, they he brings up that his mom has some kind of heart problem or whatever the and the sister yeah then the sister gets all itchy and when they go to the beach you can see like the lesions on her skin like the red itchy parts so i thought she was gonna die from some kind of disease or like she had something the mom had or whatever um so you know what like i did find it interesting it is a movie that i would watch to the end i did find that it was very adult i like the fact that it showed the war from a different perspective other than you know we're the good guys so we're just gonna show you like what we do like it was from the other side of the fence and here's the devastation for actual civilians not you know the usual war movie is the soldiers in the battlefield yes you know they do suffer too but you know seeing it from this angle it's very different um but uh, yeah, there were just a lot of things that I just found really weird. Um, and I'm with Matt that that part where the little girl's crying and the dude's spinning around on the thing. I was just like WTF, like seriously. He just keeps going and going and going. I mean, eventually he would have realized that she's not watching him, right? All right, so I have I have three things to talk about. Um, the, the, uh, so the first thing, when Ricky said he's not good at history, I just like um. So just to place this a little bit for you, Ricky, to teach you a little history, I'm going to bring out my inner historian. So uh, according to the movie, the, the, um, 
the teenage boy dies on September 12th. That's 10 days after VJ Day, which is the day that Japan surrendered. It's about a month and about five days after the United States dropped the bombs on on the two cities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that kind of places it within, uh, obviously, uh, Germany had all already surrendered a few months Lapsed. before that. Um, so um, that kind of, in history, that will place, uh, place it a little bit for you. Um, the second thing, what's really interesting is kind of to go along with the whole ant thing where, um, you know, the, she's her talking about how uh, they're doing all the work and the, the, but the people who serve in the military getting all the benefits or something like that. What's interesting is towards the end, right before he sets the pyre on fire for his sister, like the, they're sh- they, they show like um, the rich girls or whatever coming back into their homes after the war is over. Yep. And they're like, oh my God, the, 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 um, the house looks exactly like we left it or whatever. Like, like and, you know, so it's kind of juxtaposing, you know, this terrible, heartbreaking sorrow against. Um, like, I don't know, rich people coming back in and everything being perfectly okay, like nothing happened. Well, yeah, because remember that at that same point, over the phonograph, they're playing There's No Place Like Home. And that, yeah. that, 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 that just rips. That, that, like, come on, man. The guy set his daughter on, his sister on fire after yeah. having... Literally right outside your window, right? I mean, they're on, like, the balcony. They probably could see the smoke going up. I mean, it's <laughs> like, Kev's, I mean, why, why don't you crack that up? Maybe he can hear it. Um, uh, all right, and uh, the uh, the third thing. What was the third thing that I was going to talk about? Um, oh, the, what surprised me the most about uh, this movie it was actually not about the movie at all. Is that if, uh, if you go Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, this has a ninety percent seven percent fresh rating. I mean, Damn movies right. just I mean movies just don't see that, especially this type of movie, just don't see that that often. So um, that's very impressive, and I, I would. Be interesting in polling some of those people on how on how many times they had to watch this movie before they had the right impression of it. Because I mean, the first impression I had, like I said, the first impression I had was just not all that impressed. And then the second time, I still wasn't impressed. Now that we've talked about it a little more, I'm liking it more. I'm thinking about watching it a third time. So I mean, it's it's I'm I'm gonna go cry a little bit. All right. Um. Anyways. All right. So, um, Vince, do you have any closing thoughts, real quick, and then we can jump into the picks of the week. Yeah, I, I would really recommend watching it just to, to make sure you understand the, the full uh, conclusion of it and just how it comes back full circle. Uh, I don't think it was anti-American so much as just anti-war. Um, I don't think at ever, any point they go, goddamn Yankees. Yeah, um, I would they agree might just, that. It was just more of a point. You have to understand if going in. All right, so I, I knew nothing about the movie going in, so um, just watching it from that, that point of view made it seem like that. But once you realize that it's only just that point of view, it's not actually showing anything else. I mean, you can then you can understand it's more about the ravages of war versus, oh my God, the United States, you know, is this amazing devil kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, that, that was more my, yeah, I, had, I had to get out of it. I had to get out of my head to think about, about that, then, you know, kind of broaden my horizons a little bit. So. But, but I think I think one thing that that should, if you do watch it again, guys, just remember that there's two things that that really are important that I may not have been coming across. First one is that at that point in the conflict, um, because of the way the feudal system had left Japan, basically people had roles, right? Like everyone had a damn role. Like remember how before they had the uh, kids' labor laws, um, kids would work in England, for example, or in America, like in coal mines, like they're second or four, right? So, so in Japan, they had the same kind of thing where it's like, look, man, there's a war. Everybody, like the kamikaze mentality, right? Like, you know, the war is doing stuff. 
Everyone's got to be doing something. So that's one thing that, that really pervades. And culturally, it brings me to my second point, which is that, you know, it, it's imperative that the older sibling takes care. They effectively become the, 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 the proxy parent, right? So, so then that's the reason why, which brings me to my last point, which is, you know, watch that movie and just ask yourself whether or not the, the brother is actually a good guy. Because I find that it gets like it's with the best of intentions, but it's just like all good tragic heroes. He, he starts off with the best of intentions and like whether well, it's lying about his mom and hiding the truth and then like kind of saying, well, screw it. We're going to go on our own, even though they know they can't sustain themselves on their own. He, he does it to the detriment of his baby sister. And at the end of the day, you know, even though he gets reunited and everyone's happy, you can't help but think, man, dude, you are a crappy guardian. And, and that's the thing that really tugs at your heart, especially that's why I talked to Rick about this. If you have kids or you have to oversee any kids and you have that responsibility, it starts making you question a lot of the stuff that you do. And that, that's, that's that, like, watch that and just be like, oh, crap, man. So it's not even just a war movie. It's just about, like, you know, supervision guardianship, man. Okay. All right, let's jump into the picks of the week. My, I, I'm going to go really nothing good to say about the Mission Impossible films. Um, zero <laughs> good things to say about the Mission Impossible films, but um, I've watched them several times, anyways. I don't really care. They're they're action movies. They're cookie cutter action movies. Um, they're all exactly the same, and I don't care. Um, but the one thing I will say about the Mission Impossible films, especially the fourth one, which I just rewatched, is the soundtracks are pretty damn good. Um, fourth one is that the one the uh, nature. No, I don't know. It's it's Ghost Protocol where they're all this valley oh. goes to Indian, Indian or not India, but um Dubai and climbs that giant ass building yeah. or whatever. The totally bridge. unrealistic. I don't care about the acting. I don't care about the plot. It doesn't matter. Um, the 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 soundtrack was pretty damn good. Um, it's not the best ever, but it was pretty good. Damn it. Um, and I'm and I'm re, uh, I'm re picking the app Plex. Um, now Vince, when we talked about this before, I told you that you had to have a subscription, like five dollars yep. a month. That's untrue. Um, you can pay five dollars once, and then it will. Then you can just use it forever. Um, the the five dollars a month gets you like um, album art, look up, and a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, what's, thank you, Ricky. God bless you. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm moving like everything to Plex. I went, I went through and downloaded like a, you know, like two terabytes of music. I've put all of my movies and TV shows on the, on that server. Um, really. Yeah, so and now I can just like I'm in the coffee shop. I open up Plex and I watch Grave of the Fireflies, um, and it was just there. I mean, it streamed smooth as butter. I mean, and it was just directly from my computer. Um, really, it was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I know I'm paying the five dollars a month just because I like it to download all the um, the the album art, and I like the ability to like in. Uh, um, like in my music or whatever, I can hit Plex Mix and it will go through and like create a radio station of all of my music. Um, it's kind of awesome. Um, anyways, those are my two picks. Uh, Vince, do you have a pick of the week for us? I have one pick and it is right here. Um, uh, basically, uh, Horizon Dawn, um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, those of you guys that actually, I don't know if you've sold your PS4 to your nephew or something again, uh, Matt, um, uh, Ricky, you have a PS4? No. Okay, so PS4 exclusive Horizon Dawn. Um, I picked it up because it was like, a, you know, it was one of those few games that made actually a lot of headlines that for PS4. Um, and I realized that I got I don't play first person shooters, so I might as well pick it up. It is a good open world, um, 
basically adventure game. It's like Grand Theft Auto, but in a post-apocalyptic future where you're hunting uh, robotic animals, <coughs> uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, it's really robust. I've been playing it for like 40-odd hours, and um, I, I just talked to – I have a high school co-op student working under me, and uh, he was like – I was like – tell I was like, you know, it was during lunch, and I was like talking. I was like, yeah, man, I got to this point. He's like, dude, you're like on the second level. I'm like, dude, I'm doing all these side quests. He's like, oh, why do you do that? And, was, I, and it's just crazy because I've only, I, again, 40 hours, and I'm probably like maybe 15% into the game, right? Wow. So it's, it's pretty intense. It's got beautiful graphics. The music is sweeping. Uh, it, it changes. It's not even this isolated to like one climate. Like, you know, like if you had to play Far Cry, be like in the jungle or something. This goes from everywhere from like, you know, glaciers to like jungle to like desert. Um, you know, the, the, the graphics are pretty spot on for a PS4. Um, I, I, I actually... I actually have a 4K television. I bought a 4K television for my bear, for my guest bedroom. Well, for the bedroom that I stay at when I'm in Toronto. And uh, I plugged in this game uh, with a high-def uh, PS4. Oh, my God. It is like the, the frame rate and everything. It's like watching it. It's real. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. So, so just uh, take, take a look at that game. It's, it's, it's pretty hot, man. Cool. Ricky. Uh, okay, so I've got two picks. Now, my first pick is called Mac ID. Um, it is awesome. If you have an older Mac where your iPhone or your watch can't unlock it, um, Mac ID, you can purchase it on the App Store. You have to purchase the iOS, or no, it's free uh, for the Mac, but you have to purchase the iOS app. Which I think here we're in Canada, it's dollar thirty-four. Once you do that, through Bluetooth, you start the app on both, and they link to each other, and then you can set the settings. So you can have it with proximity, where you walk away, and the laptop will lock. You come back, and it will open. Um, now, at first, um, when I first heard about it. Um, I, you know, I didn't really, I was a little iffy on it because you do have to type your password in, um, but I found that developer is very responsive, um, and I, I read a review of it on, like, a reputable site, so I did go ahead and installed it, signed into everything, and I love it. Like, I couldn't tell when the last time I typed in my password. Um, one, one precaution or, you know, a, a thing you have to keep in mind, because they're not Apple, you can't have the functionality right off the bat because uh, your Mac has to start up in order for the app to, to start up yeah. and then you get going. So you do have to log in that very first time. And then after that, you're golden. Um, if you don't like the proximity, you can set it where um, once you, you come and wake up your machine, your phone will buzz, you put your finger on the Touch ID and it unlocks. It's awesome. Um, second one is Kodi. Uh, I discovered Kodi, which is sort of a multimedia platform. They've been in the news a little lately. Um, because of the whole issue of repos with people uh, streaming torrents, illegal, blah, blah, blah. Um, Kodi is just a platform. They don't have any sort of links to those repos. Anyone can create a repo. Um, it's a very full-featured 
platform. Like there's a ton of repos out there. There's a ton of stuff you can do with it. Like um, there's video add-ons, music add-ons, um, program add-ons. Like, and the thing is, it's multi-platform, which is awesome. So you can get it for Linux, Mac, Windows. Um, if you're jailbroken or you can sideload, you can also load it on iPad, iPhone, Apple TV, um, Android, sorry. Um, so it's, like, totally awesome. Um, so basically with Cody, uh, for instance, on my thing, I have my um, hard drive plugged in where I rip all my DVDs so that I never have to watch them again. Um, it will automatically pull in all the movies. It will show you the IMDB uh, art. It will play them. Um, it will like you can there's different repos like um let me see crunchyroll buzzfeed uh abc has a repo um cbc like there's just a ton of them so you load up your repo you go into it and it will present you with what whatever like for instance if i go into abc if they have like shows that have aired and you can watch the shows like so rather than install a million different apps or trying to get it over the web or whatever like it's it's it used to be xbmc if you guys know that right so it's now cody um and it, it's just awesome what they've done with it um and i'm gonna have to run because my son woke up so that's why i was trying to rush through that stuff so duty calls <laughs> all right man you go take care of your kid all right see you guys later all right we'll close this take up care. all right all right all right so that is it for us this week um bye ricky um yep. our next show will be in two weeks we'll be watching dr no is the first bond movie that we're going to uh force ourselves through um i plan on torturing uh my fellow it's podcasters I can't help it. I've never watched the whole series all the way through, and I'm going to do it, and uh, you guys are going to do it with me. So, <laughs> um, I, I've never seen Dr. No, so we're going to uh, we're gonna watch it. Um, we'll see if we actually can make it all the way through. We'll challenge ourselves. Anyways, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so. Email at the3cast.com. Uh, I'm at MGWB on Twitter. Ricky's uh, Ricky underscore Williams1. Vince is VWHUI. Freecast is at the Freecast. And the Facebook and uh, Facebook.com slash podcast is our Facebook page. Um, anyway, Dr. No in two weeks, um, and we'll see you then. See you guys.